and welcome back to 90.7 WCLH, Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, Hazleton. You are listening to the Telling the Untold Stories of Wilkes podcast. We are now on episode five, people, and I am really excited because today is the first time I am joined in the studio with only one guest. So it's going to be a little bit of a one-on-one interview. And today we are in the studio with Zara Lansman. She has quite a bit of involvement on campus, but today we're going to be talking a lot about her involvement with the Frisbee team which is very much an untold story of Wilkes on campus. So I'm excited to get to know a little bit more about what's going on with her. But Zara, do you want to give us a little brief introduction? Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Zara. I am a sophomore communications major with a concentration in multimedia journalism and media production. And then I'm also planning on doing a minor in women's and gender studies. So as that's that for like my studies. But I also do the Beacon. I am also on the radio for WCLH and then Wilkes Now. And then like as Lindsay mentioned, I also play for the Wilkes Frisbee team. So yeah. Which I think is super cool. So I have been friends with Zara for a little bit now. I've known her through the communications department. We sort of became friends this year. And as she's talked about the Frisbee team, I've sort of been like, well, I didn't even know Wilkes had a Frisbee team. I was like, that's so random. Not random, though, because it's honestly really cool, and I never thought about that. See, I didn't even know they had a Frisbee team either. Like I <laughs> like I said, it was Club Day that really got me into it. Like, And I, I honestly had to miss Club Day. But so I, I emailed the, like, I forgot who I emailed, but I asked for the list of all the clubs, and I saw Frisbee, one of them. I was like... I like Frisbee. You, so you'd played Frisbee okay. before in your life. So I went to a summer camp for a few years um, when I was younger. And they had like, had like discs and like ultimate Frisbee there. That's when I kind of learned how to play. That's when I learned how to throw. That's when that's basically when I learned about it. And I was like, this is really fun. Like, I really do enjoy this. I played one tournament in high school my freshman year. And then I just didn't have time because um, I had other sports like soccer and volleyball. Right. So I just didn't have time for it. But I was like, I do really enjoy this. So when I came here and I saw that on the list, I was like, I'm going to reach out and see what happens. I first found out if it was co-ed or not. And it was. And I reached out and yeah. And then I basically go to every practice now. So this is a really stupid question, but I want to I give the people some background on Frisbee Club. So disc golf is a thing. Yes. Frisbee is a thing. Can you talk about what the difference is and like what you do in Frisbee? Okay. So there's disc golf and then there's ultimate Frisbee. Okay. So disc golf is like, it's a much, it's a different type of disc. It feels a much heavier and there's like, it's basically like golf where you're trying to get into like a hole. Basically, um, sometimes in disc golf, there's like a hole with like chain, like a target with chains in it. And that's where you have to get the disc in. That's like an official disc golf course, but you could do it with like a tree or something where you make up the hole. Like at that summer camp I told you about, we did do disc golf where we just created holes. Like we're like, oh, okay. So from here to here, that's a hole. And like we created like a par and like. So it's very subjective. Yeah. Based on where you are. But if there, it's an actual disc golf course, like I've never played actual disc golf. I played like on the go disc golf basically, but not actual. But ultimate frisbee, it's kind of like a mix of football and like handball because you can't. Okay, so in frisbee, you can't run with the disc in your hand. You can run without the disc, like to get open. But you, as soon as you oh, get the so disc, the you can't you run. Get it, you have to pass it. No, you can. You could hold on to it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you have to or pass you have to throw it. it to you hole. have ten seconds to get rid of it. 
you basically get stall counted. Well, that's intense. So if you get, if you like, you can't get rid of it in 10 seconds, then it's a turnover and it goes to the other team. So it, it's back and forth because the, like you get one, like it's not really one possession. Like you basically get it until you drop it and or until you score. In the, now there's two end zones basically. But like I said, you can't run into it. You can ha you can run with your momentum, but you have to stop and then like you can't you can't run with the disc. Oh wow, that's very intense. I didn't realize the rules of it were so intense. Yeah, and then there's also no actual like referee, so it's honestly I was, say, was counting the seconds. Yeah, so it's honestly more like the honor system. So it let's say you foul someone and someone says you can either contest the foul or you can uncontest it. If it's uncontested, that means you know you fouled them and right. they still get it, but they get it closer to where the foul was. Or if you contest it, let's say this actually happened in a game once and I got very annoyed <laughs> because I I went up, I was playing defense and I swatted the disc from this girl. She told me I fouled her when I was nowhere near her and I got very annoyed. I was like, no, I contested this because this is not like... The competitivist competitiveness. <laughs> but so the disc had to go back to where the where they first threw it. But I, it was very annoying because like sometimes it does get annoying because I definitely did not touch her, but... <laughs> right, and it's hard because like it's, it's so vague where the yeah. calls are made then. So like, do you guys travel for tournaments then? So you're playing against. We play schools? against other like clubs and schools. Okay. So there's like pickup clubs basically. I actually play for another pickup club. Oh wow. But um, like they asked me to play and stuff, so I play whenever the Wilkes team doesn't play with it because they're like invited to more of them. <laughs> but um, yeah. So I know Wilkes is hosting one March 26th. That's I don't know where it's at yet, but. There's most schools host it, but there is like other clubs that do host it. So like, do you guys travel when you y go to yeah. different school then? Oh, but okay. we like would like some like we would all go in different cars. Like we don't right. have like a team bus or anything. Okay. Although one time we did take a van. So that wasn't pool? fun. Yeah. That was <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. So like, do you guys know the tournament schedule ahead of time, or it's sort of like, hey, this tournament's coming up. Do you guys want to go? Basically like that. Like we don't know the full schedule. Like we get an email. We get basically an email every day before practice, and and then it shows like like stuff under it. Like oh, if you if you can sign up for this tournament, you fill out this Google form basically, and like for your availability, and like if you can drive or not, or and if like stuff like that basically. Right. right. So we find out maybe like a month or two in advance, I would say. That's okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So then I'm curious because you've talked to me before about when your practices are and they're some very interesting times. So what does your practice schedule look okay. like? So right now it is Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday from 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Now it used to be, I think it used to start from 8 to 10 or 8.30 to 10.30. I don't remember, but they're trying to get the time pushed to earlier but i think because of all like yeah. the winter sports right now that they can't do that and and originally it was eight but that was then all the intramural sports like intramural basketball and soccer interfered mm -hmm. with that so they had to push it back to nine and where do you practice we practice in the mac center so literally right next to carambellas okay. in the in the gym so it also makes sense though too that it might be easiest for people's schedules to do nighttime. Yeah, but there's no class at that time or a lot of people don't come to it and it's annoying. Like fall semester we had a decent bit of people, but there's just it's very hard to get people right now with the spring. I think probably right. because like the class load, but also it's just so late. Like I mean, I'm fine doing it just because it's something I look forward to during the day. Right. But it is pretty late, I'm not gonna lie. And I think what's interesting is, you know, in the last episode we talked about how sports tend to keep you very regimented, but I think in, in this case too, what's nice is like, 
it's probably a nice way to like wind down and get some like exercise in after like a long stressful day and you get to just have fun you know what i mean like it seems like there is a competitive nature to it in a way when you go to these tournaments but are practices more fun or do you guys compete with each other so practices are fun like because I, ha- I made, like, a bunch of friends on that team, so I just talk and, like, hang out with them, and we still play. Practices are fun, though. So, basically, practice, what we usually do, the first hour, we do, like, a drill. Hmm. Well, okay. What do you mean I, by I'll, a drill? Okay, first off. So, we get there. We toss around with, like, a partner or something for, I want to say, like, 10 minutes. Then we do a quick warm-up to, like, stretch our body out, basically, for, like, 5, 10 minutes. And then we do, like, a drill for 40 minutes. So, it could be, like, any type of drill. So, a drill that focuses on our cutting, on leading passes, on defense, like any kind of thing. It's usually different each day. And then that last hour, we just do a scrimmage. So it is fun. I do enjoy Frisbee regardless, practice or game, but I go no matter what. Do you have a coach that specifically? We have a captain. A captain. Yeah. Who's your captain? His name is Andrew Fowl. He is a senior. Not really sure what his major is. But yeah, he's um so he basically he's comes like the, the most practice yeah okay. so he tries to run it but it's more or less student run tech well it's a student run but yeah. like even in the tournaments like there's no like we usually kind of just whoever goes on first that's what the lineup is for that first thing oh really yeah basically like sometimes he sets the lineup but and then also in tournaments there's these ratios so it's most of the tournaments you have to play five guys and two girls on at the same time. So the girls will be defending each other and the guys will be defending each other. Okay, to be fair. Yeah. So most tournaments do a five two ratio. I know one tournament coming up, it's a four three, so it might be tough because we don't have that many girls on the team. But um I remember this one tournament we had last semester and there were so many girls on the other team. So we were like Let's do a five two point, but five girls and two guys, and it was the oh, wow. f- it, but it was extremely windy, so it the, the disc <laughs> could not go anywhere, and it was really bad, but it was also really fun. It was oh wow, you never think about that too, how much the weather plays a role. Oh my god, weather is huge in this because if the wind is, I've played in some really bad wind before, and the disc does not fly. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, also then your trajectory, like if you're trying to throw to a specific angle, you cannot guarantee that it's going Literally. to go that way. You need, and like the wind could like pick you, up in like two seconds. You have to completely change the way you throw. But, and then like there's also like different kind, there's not really positions, but there is at the same time. Like there's a cutter and then there's handlers. Handlers are the ones that are usually the better throwers that usually like, they don't cut. They Like they said, they usually throw. They're kind of like the quarterback in the situation. Mm-hmm. I put that in quotes. Obviously, it's radio. They couldn't see <laughs> can, me. Can you tell Zara's a football fan? <laughs> <laughs> no. But so they basically, it's kind of like the quarterback. So there's usually two to three in a lineup at once. I, I am the handler. I don't, I could cut, but I'm just a lot better at throwing than cutting. Also, there's faster players on the team, so it just makes sense. But, um. It really hurts your throws, the wind. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I fully believe that. And that's interesting because I didn't realize, like, positions, too, you have to consider who's good at what. Yeah. So when you join, is it sort of they have you play and see what you're good at? See, when I joined, like I said, I kind of knew how to play and I knew how to throw. So I kind of just showed yeah, them. I can, I kind of just showed them I can play and then I told them I wanted to be the handler. But most of the time when you join, you probably be a cutter unless you show that you can actually throw. Right. Do you have people join the team who have had no experience with Frisbee? Oh, yeah, all the time. And people just join. Like, it's just a fun thing to do. Like, right. just to 
it, like you said, it is a nice workout too. Like I have not worked out at the gym since freshman year. Right. I do plan on doing it. Like I want to this semester. I do have a little bit more time now, so I'm probably going to. Right. But it is a nice little workout and it's really fun to do. And that's the thing too is like since it, it is, you know, something you do voluntarily but you forget that it's it's so fun and like even though you are like working out and like enjoying yourself you're with friends and like having a good time doing that so I think that's interesting because I really want to talk about it too because I feel like I think frisbee's really cool and as somebody who like I wouldn't know like how to join the team I'd be nervous like what if I have to have experience oh, like you know you need no experience anyone could join in fact we want people to join like I said it is there's not that many people that come to practice and it's kind of, it's really boring when not that many people come. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, how would you be able to ha- like let people know who want to join? So, how would they join? I mean, you can honestly, I, I, I'm not the person, you technically could contact me and I can get them in contact with like, so we have a president and we have a captain. But usually I contact the president. I can actually find his email right now. I will put that in the description of the podcast episode if anybody okay. is interested. Um, also, I will have Zara's contact info in there as well. Yeah, because I'm friends with all the people that like can help you out also. But like you don't even have to talk to anyone. You could just show up to practice. Like like I said. And they'll be like, yeah, we'll take you. No, literally. It's the Mac Center. You just show up at 9 o'clock and you're good. Um, we usually just have like a light shirt and a dark shirt. So like just oh, okay. to, like to figure out the teams. Yeah. And then what you do if you're new, you just fill out a waiver and you're good. Oh, wow. So as you heard Zara just said, it's really not that hard to join whatsoever. So if you do find this interesting, I highly suggest that you reach out to Zara or um, the president or captain. Okay, so his email is Stephen Onuak. So to spell that, it's S-T-E-P-H-E-N dot O-N-U-L-A-C-K at Wilkes dot E-D-U. Perfect. So if you want to contact Steven, we'll have that there, as you heard, or we could put it in the or, or like I said, you can just show up. Mm-hmm. You also could technically contact me, and I can just help you out. Mm-hmm. And, and do people have to be super committed? Could you show up to a few practices? You can show up there? to a few. You can come to a tournament. No one's super committed. I mean, there are places super committed. Like, right, but, right, right. You're really but like, no, there's players that come like maybe once a week or like every now and then. Like, But they're still on the team. Like, you... We, we're, we're very lenient. 100%. So that's that's so awesome. I really am happy to have you on talking about this because I think the Frisbee team really isn't talked about at all. I mean, that's the nice well, thing about Club Day. But that's also, what I was about to say. Yeah. COVID kind of wrecked Club Day a lot because it is a, a big deal on Wilkes campus. Well, like I said, Club Day is what got me into it. So I'm hoping if they do another Club Day in the spring, more people will join. Oh, 100%. Did you have, and also the good thing too is the spring's going to be great weather. Exactly. But see, I remember freshman year, apparently this was a thing. I just didn't know about it because it wasn't advertised. Like if it's advertised, right. I feel like people will do it. Maybe you guys should have like a PR person or somebody who could do social media to get the word out there. See, I know they have like e-bar positions, like they have a treasurer, they have, um, I don't know the full positions, but there's like a vice president, president, right. like stuff like that. Because it would be really good to get the word out there because obviously there are a lot of people who are interested, who are on the team or maybe people who haven't known and are, you know, interested in Frisbee. So I think that would be really good to get the word out there. And, you know, this is a great first start. We'll we'll spread it on social media and let people know about it. But I highly suggest to people out there if you're curious to join because um, curi- out of curiosity, though, did you have a virtual club day? When you decided to join? Well, I couldn't go to the club date, but it was in person. Okay, good. Because 
I remember last year, like the fall was in person, I believe. Yeah, because I think that's really neat that we, I thought they did a really good job at, you know, making Club Day adaptable to virtual. But I think there's something really special about the amount of, you know, involvement you see on Club Day, the amount of clubs that come out and, you know, talk about everything going on. I think this past year we had it outside on the Greenway. Um, so yeah, definitely keep an eye out for that. Yeah, I heard I heard it was a honestly success. So, mm-hmm. and and now is a better time than ever. I would think to join frisbee team. You know, now is because our technically our season doesn't start till March, so you can just get a few practices and see how you feel for it. You don't have like I said, you really don't need to commit to it. Mm-hmm. You just could show up to a few, see if you like it. Hundred percent. And anyone can play. Literally anyone. Yeah. So. Thank you for giving us that insight on that, Zara. We will have that info in the description. And I actually am so happy since I have Zara in the studio, I wanted to talk to her a little bit more about other things she's involved in as well. Might not take as much of a deep dive, but we'll talk a little bit about it because um, Zara is a communications major, as am I. Um, So we have five co-curriculars on campus in the department that anyone can join. You do not have to be a communication studies major to join. We have WCLH Radio, which we are speaking on right now. We have um, Wilkes Now, which is our TV station, student-run. Um, we have The Beacon, which is the campus-wide student newspaper that also goes throughout the local Wilkes-Barre area. We have Zebra Communications, which is our PR firm that works with clients directly. And we also have the speech and debate team. So we have a lot of really great involvement in the communications department. Um, Zara is involved in at least three of those co-curriculars. So I wanted to talk to her a little bit about that. Um, I mean, first and foremost, since we are speaking on the radio, do you want to talk a little bit as to how you got into radio specifically? Yeah. So, so like as Lindsay has mentioned, and I, if, like you could probably tell, I'm a huge football fan, and mm-hmm. it was also during the fall, and I've always wanted to talk about football just with some people, and I forgot. I probably reached out to Ariel. Mm-hmm. I don't remember who I reached out to. But I just I knew they had a sports show from because I heard about it from last year when I was a freshman. So I honestly just reached out. I was like, can I just see? I first had to like do my radio test. I talked right. to Pro, I talked to Prof Rock, the, like the main advisor for this, mm-hmm. and Our general manager. General yeah. manager, mm-hmm. and I asked her for to do the radio test at the first like because I knew there was like a whole process for it. But then I came in, sat on the first episode, and I was just. And then I was like, you know what? I'll just talk on it. Like the first episode I sat in on because they were all talking basketball first and all that. So I was like, I'll just give it a try. And then I was very nervous at first. I'm not going to lie. But as I started talking, it just like kind of came to me. Yeah. What's so funny about that, too, is this is actually how Zara and I met. So um, we always joke. It's this weird thing about the communications department where we're so tight knit and outgoing that when you're a freshman in this department, it can be very scary to get involved and hang out around the bubble, which is our main space. Um, so I know my freshman year, like I, I would still hang out around Karen Bellis, but like you have a lot of your gen eds, so you aren't really here as much. And um, I remember Zara didn't, you know, they also had like coming off of COVID, like a weird freshman year. And, um, I got social media manager for this year for WCLH and I decided to sit in on what was the huddle, the sports show at the time. And I wanted to do coverage of them because they are probably one of our largest shows because there are so many people who enjoy sports radio and talking about different sports. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to come do coverage on this show as one of the first shows. And I sat in and I'm like, I don't know who this girl is. She's like sitting here. I was like, I don't know if like they brought her in because she knows sports really well or something. I'm like, and she's sitting here observing him. And I'm like, I'm like, 
I remember her student ID sitting on the table and I'm like, Zara. I'm like, who's Zara? I'm like, I'm like sitting there like, okay, who is this girl? And then I think by the time I came to the second episode, I was like, okay, I really like her. She's chill. And we ended up talking and becoming friends from there. And it was so funny to me because I remember one of my first impressions of Zara is she is so knowledgeable in athletics, specifically football. The way you can talk about so passionately, you are a Packers fan. Yes. And watching you talk about it. And um, from the last episode, anybody who knows Ryan Martell, who's now the host of The Letterman, the current sports show, he is a very passionate football fan as well. And it was my first time, besides Ariel, seeing a woman put him in his place in terms of sports opinions. And it was so funny to me. I was like, wow, you go, Zara. I was like, she can hold her own. Which I think I really appreciate because, you know, like I said, we are a lot of outgoing people that are on these things. You know, you have to be confident to join these kind of things and to hold your own. And I just really respected you for that. <laughs> yeah, I I don't have a problem speaking my opinion when it comes to, like, football specifically because I, I do know what I'm talking about. And yeah. that's the only thing I do know what I'm talking about. I don't really know many other sports, if I'm being honest. I've tried to get into other sports. I genuinely can't. I want mm-hmm. to, but I don't know what it is. But... It's hard. I find it very daunting as somebody who isn't See, involved in it. Honestly, what got me into football was fantasy football. And like I kind of just went for it and then I started learning through there. Right. Which actually that's kind of funny because that kind of segues to what I also did. So when I first came to Wilkes, I always wanted to do like a fantasy football show. Mm-hmm. Because I like I I'll get into what I reason why I wanted to do that later. But I've always wanted to do a fantasy football show. So when I found out that there's a sports radio here, I obviously like joined the huddle or now the letterman mm-hmm. and I talked that, but then I talked to um, Prof Rock and I was like, can I start my own show? So I actually did. For the fall, I had a show that, called The Fantasy Fumble. I It was with Zach and Martel. Mm-hmm. And we basically would just talk fantasy football for like the week or just like, it was really fun, honestly, because it was an hour and 30 minutes of just talking fantasy football. And I truly did enjoy that. Mm-hmm. And I think w- what's interesting to me too is how much the football schedule switches up. So it's probably a lot easier for you to do. So I'm imagining you'll return to doing fantasy fumble in the fall. Yeah. So I actually reached out to Zach today mm-hmm. and I, we might be doing a show this week, just talking about football because the football That's schedule awesome. is kind of weird right now. And obviously there's not much to talk about, but we enjoy talking football a lot and we could talk for more than 30 minutes, which is what we usually talk on like the Letterman. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to talk. And we we're just like more football. Cause why not? Right. hundred <laughs> percent. Cause I think, you know, one thing that's really nice is you saw, okay, here's a sports show I can join. There are specific segments to the huddle. Now the letterman that, you know, was divvied up into and you had such a passion for it. You were like, well, let's make our own show to talk about it. Like you're the host, you're the one who gets to, you know, set, here's what we want to talk about X, Y, Z. Cause that's the thing that that's nice is, you know, a lot of times you have to go with what's relevant, you know, what you want to talk about that is interesting to audiences. But also if there are specific things you want to talk about, no holds barred. <laughs> like, you know, we have the space where student run, you know, radio station. If you're not hopping on a show, people are listening to music. So it's sort of like, why not do it? Um, so I think that's really cool. And I'm excited to see you return for episodes either this semester or next semester when you join and start over again. Sorry, I literally just said join and start over again because I saw somebody in the window wave at me and that like threw me off. See, so I like worded that wrong. See, My actually, apologies. <laughs> no, you're good. See, actually for the fall semester, I'm not going to be here for that because I am doing the Disney college program. Oh, yeah. But Zach, want... I will talk about it, but yeah, Zach is going to, Zach is going to run that for me. So it will still be running. Aww. 
but Zach will take over for the fall semester. And that's a great way. Zach is a freshman. And yeah. Zara, as she mentioned, is a sophomore. I think that would be a really nice way to have like a, you know, showing Zach the ropes to do that. Yeah. Because one day you're going to be the upperclassman. So you're going to be the one showing the younger ones the ropes on how to do those sort of things. And I think Zach, obviously, because he's talked on the show many times, he's also part of Letterman. He'll be good for that. Oh, yeah. He's very knowledgeable on those things. Just yeah. as you are. So, um, you know, let's just, since you mentioned it, we don't, we could go okay. in whatever order we want. Talk a little bit about the Disney program. Okay. So I kind of just applied on a whim. Um, I, Sometimes those are the best decisions. Yeah. <laughs> and I got it. So basically, I'm not going to lie. I still need to do a lot of research on this. I have not done as much because it's I'm moving in and like sometime in August. So right. I still got a lot of time. But basically, I'm going to be working at Disney at whatever park and whatever role. I'm, I don't know that yet. But the main reason I kind of did it was one, to just live at Disney for like four months, but also be, to get those network, like to network for ESPN, because like to get the connections to ESPN, because I, I mean, I might as well just say it now, because um, basically the career I want to do, I want to work in the NFL as an analyst, commentator, reporter, just something in that aspect. That's so, cool. so this is a great networking opportunity, and yeah. I'm hoping to actually network down there but also it just mm -hmm. seems like a fun thing to do like it's almost like a semester down there like I was thinking of I was considering doing study abroad for the longest time but I was like this is even better and like I feel like I'm going to meet amazing people it's just an amazing experience I'll probably never forget so I'm really excited for it oh 100% and I have no doubt in my mind you will learn so many cool things from there you know and you're still going to be able to come back to campus then with that knowledge and utilize it whatever way you want and like you said you'll have those networking connections and um, so out of curiosity, if you were to work for ESPN, is there any specific place you would need to relocate? Do they, are they flexible on that? I mean, I know ESPN is all over the place, so right. maybe. I'm not really sure though. I guess, see, we're, after I graduate, I'm honestly just going to go wherever my job takes me. I'm I not going to, I'm not going to say, no, I'm staying in this one place. I'm just going to go wherever my job takes me. But like, obviously right yeah. now I'm going to stay here. I think that is a really good mindset to have because I think sometimes you know, people have a tendency to lock themselves into certain careers where they want to, like, specifically live at that time or, you know, and it's scary, you know, up and moving different places. So I give you kudos for that I mean, decision. I yeah, it is scary, but honestly, it gives me the best, like, chance to find a job that location does not matter. 100%, yeah. So I think I... I Congratulations, first and foremost, Thank you. for getting into the Disney program. And I'm excited to see what happens. Selfishly, I am sad that Zara is going to be gone for a semester. I'm sort of just in denial about that until August rolls around. So we're not going to talk about that part of it. It's okay. Lindsay and I will still keep it. We'll still talk. Oh, yeah. We, we don't you worry about that. Well, what's funny, too, um, segueing into another one of Zara's involvements is the Beacon. So Zara and I are both in the opinion section. Um, I am the assistant opinion editor along with Brie Ebish, who's our opinion editor. And Zara is now an opinion staff writer. So she is our designated. Zara writes every single week for us, um, usually with different topics, which I'll have you talk about. Um, and what's interesting, though, is Zara has worked in two different sections of the Beacon, sports and opinion, if you want to talk about that. Yeah, so I originally started in sports. I remember my freshman year end of fall semester i basically walked into the beacon office and i saw kirsten peter kirsten peters i don't mm -hmm. and 
I basically told her I was thinking about joining, just wanted to give a feel for this. I would honestly only really want to write NFL because that's really what I know what to do. And she's like, okay. So I didn't, that was obviously towards the end of the semester. So I basically started up in the spring semester, but I basically did a trial run in an article. It was about the, it was a Super Bowl superstition with the, something involving the Packers and the Bucks. I've honestly forgot what it's about, but that was the first article I wrote. And that got posted online. So if you want to read it, it's probably not the best, but that is online. <laughs> Search of the Beacon Zara Landsman. <laughs> yeah, but that was the first article I've ever written. But um, so yeah, then I kind of just stayed in the sports section, got a feel for it. I then realized it's not exactly what I wanted to do because it focuses more on interviewing like people per se, like going to the sports games and interviewing them based on their performance. I realized that's something I don't actually enjoy. Whereas I enjoy talking about like, Football, yes, like the NFL. Like, I enjoyed that aspect, but not, like, the interviewing. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, no, I did I not enjoy that. going to the game. Like, I genuinely did not enjoy going to the games, interviewing the coaches and the players about their performance. I didn't care for that. That's something that didn't really interest me. I think you enjoy a lot of the analysis of things that occur yeah. when you're interested. I think a very large part of figuring out what you want to do is figuring out what you don't want to do. And I think, you know... Sometimes, also, I was with Zara after one of the football games um, when she I had to that. interview a few people, and <sighs> it is very nerve-wracking for those of you who have never experienced that. Having to interview people on the spot is very scary experience, <sighs> it, especially if you're not like really passionate about doing that. See, it was homecoming. It was terrifying because I'm just sitting there. I'm just standing there waiting outside of like the um, where the football players come out, and I don't even know who these people look like. Like <laughs> you're, you're like <laughs> help us figure out who. who like I don't know who any of these people look like. I'm like, and they're also wearing different numbers for some reason. Right. Like they come out in these shorts, but it's not their number. I'm like, well, that's that's helpful. No, <laughs> I'm convinced they do. But <laughs> basically, it was it was so hard to just try to figure it out. And then like I come up with questions during the game, and it's just. It was very nerve wracking and I just didn't enjoy it. So mm -hmm. I remember after that, that was honestly the last, I think that was the last one I did. And then I talked to Brie. I was like, I think I want to join the opinion. And I didn't, I, cause for the opinion, I get to, cho I also get to choose like what I want to write. We have uh, the most freedom probably yeah. money section. And so I knew I still wanted to write NFL, but I wanted to write NFL opinion. Now granted, it did take me a little bit of time. It still is taking me time to like insert my opinion in there because with sports, like sports specifically, you can't answer any opinion. It's all facts, all like not, you can't put any opinion, no opinionated words. But right. for now, like opinion, I need, like I'm starting to learn now that I could insert my opinion. It just takes some time, especially with sports though. There's a lot of facts. So it's kind of also hard to insert opinion sometimes, yeah. but it, I am getting there. But so yeah, I've stayed in opinion last semester and I decided to just apply for the uh, designated opinion role. And yeah. So I stayed in it. And I really enjoy, um, so I get to look at and edit Zara's articles now, but I'm assistant editor. And I will say Zara is somebody who is very attentive to things that occur. Like I even watch, like um, I'm on the social media team for WCLH, obviously I'm, I'm the um, coordinator. And I watch back a lot of the videos of the Letterman watching them talk specific topics. Now, obviously, like I said, I really don't know what they're saying. <laughs> but the way I, I watch you guys so passionately talk about it and, like, your analysis of things really fascinate me. And I think, you know, there's a degree to which there are so many people who make jobs out of having opinions on things. 
like think about writers in general or like you know broadcasters or sports commentators like you are paid to know what's going on and to have an opinion about what's going on and I think that is a really crucial thing to learn and you're learning that in your undergrad which is you know how cool is that? Like you're already getting not only hands-on experience, but you're understanding the foundational. See, that's actually interesting because I remember when I was thinking about switching from sports to opinion, I also kind of was trying to think what would look more impressive to employers? Would opinion writing look more impressive or would just specifically sports? Because it is what I want to go into, but what will look more impressive? And that actually is a very good point that they do. They're basically hiring me to know what I'm talking about and have an opinion. Mm-hmm. So that, that's a very good point. And you have experience in sports too, to where you can say, Hey, look, I'm not really interested in, you know, interviewing players and getting a breakdown on this. I have an opinion on what's already occurred. Like, let me talk about where I'm coming from. Like it's, it's great. You know, we need people who want to interview the players and who want to write in sports. And we have plenty who are very interested in that. But I think you are already beginning to and have sort of found your niche and what you enjoy writing and talking about. So I think that's really cool because now it's just evolution from here. Like you're only a sophomore. Yeah. <laughs> like, See, um, it's kind of based on because you also said I wrote like different kinds of topics. Now, I mainly write NFL, but I did do this one article recently and I've noticed I like writing things I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm not passionate about it, I'm not going to enjoy it. No. So for me, NFL honestly is really my one of my only true passions. But I did have a chance to write about my favorite artist. Um, and I was passionate about it. So it was genuinely fun to write about. And I, it was honestly one of my favorite articles I've written. So when it comes to passion, if I can like put my passion into my work, that is when I have the most fun writing. And you are a very multifaceted person in that sense too. Like it's not just sports that you are interested in writing about. And how many times have we said it where it's like, we use the things that we're involved in, especially radio and like writing as, you know, sort of outlets to enjoy ourselves. Like, don't get me wrong. Like we love our classes, but sometimes the workloads can feel daunting and like, you don't really want to do it. It feels like work, but a lot of our extracurricular activities are what we look forward to. You know what I mean? Like we always say it doesn't feel like work. It feels like something I'm excited to do after class. Like, um, now beacon, because it does get stressful. I'm not going to lie sometimes. So it kind of, I'm not saying it always feels like work, but sometimes it does. Right. It, like, it is. It's yeah. work. We'll, well not yeah. deny that. <laughs> but radio, like it's something I always look forward to. As I mentioned with Frisbee, I always look forward to during the day. Like yep. today I got Frisbee. I'm excited for it because I know I can just go through my day and then have that just to look forward to at night. 100%. But um, yeah, like, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I think I'm starting to realize that radio is my calling. I mean, I haven't really still gotten a feel for TV yet. Like, I just actually started now working on segments because last semester, I just worked behind the camera for Wilkes now. But now I'm starting to, like, do segments. Now, I'm very anxious and nervous when I talk about it. So you can literally see me, like, very stiff. But I'm sure I will get over that soon enough. But that's also a challenge for you. Yeah. I think that's cool because it helps you learn and grow. You don't want to do something that you know already yeah. know how to do. But I think I'm starting to realize that radio or TV is my calling and not so much writing. Like, I for do sure. enjoy it, but I don't know if I'm going to do a career in it. Well, one thing I've always said is, you know, I love journalism. I'm doing the multi-journalism track. I write for The Beacon, and I've written since high school. But... I find that writing and editing just strengthens my skills as a potential hire. It does. Yeah, like even if I like I personally know I'm probably not going to go into a, a journalistic field, but I also know that these are skills that nobody could ever take away from us and just strengthens us as people and individuals. Exactly. Yeah, so I I'm truly impressed, you know, at how you are only in your second year here Zara and you have already made 
quite a name for yourself in the department and on campus. And um, I want to thank you for sharing all of that with me for everything you're involved in. And I truly enjoyed this conversation. I, I do too. <laughs> I love every conversation I have with you. But um, just so you know, if anybody is curious about anything Zara is involved in, I am going to include her email information in the description if that's cool with you. That's okay. Um, Zara can get you in contact with anyone you need to be involved in any of these activities. Like we said, Everything we talked about is open to any student on campus. You don't need to be of a particular major. You don't need to have experience in it. Um, so please feel free. These are some, personally speaking, I am not involved in all the things ours involved in, but from what I do know, I think that, you know, it's always worth it to take a risk, get outside of your comfort zone, try something new. See, another thing I want to say is with all these clubs you get into, you also meet a bunch of like really cool new people that you might have never like met staying in like your major or like 100%. your usual friend group. It's fun to get out there and just meet all these different kinds of people. Like with the Frisbee team, I've met all these amazing different kind of people that I would have never met if I just stayed in like the calm bubble. Like, like everyone is different in their own way and it's so fun to just meet all these different people through these different things. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. That's why I'm like, I got involved with Calm probably a little bit later. Like I joined the e-mentor program. I joined student government. Like I joined a bunch of things before I was involved in every co-curricular. And I'm really grateful for that because Calm is something that, you know, anybody who knows a communication student, we're very, very, you know, we're very proud of our department and the things we're involved in. But I, I think it's also important to be a well-rounded student and to know that like, you have experienced things outside of your major and outside of what makes you just comfortable. Um, so big kudos for that. And I completely agree with Zara. Like the people you meet for these things is one of the best experiences. And you know, nobody can take that away from you. Everybody's college experience is different and that's, what's great about it. Like the people you meet are going to be different from the people I meet. And luckily enough, we got to meet each other. <laughs> so, exactly. <laughs> there's that. So um, is there anything else you wanted to add Zara before we close out? Um, I mean, I technically, I am starting two internships up soon, but like, that's also kind of sports related in a way. So it does help me with like my portfolio in that instance, mm -hmm. but that's basically it. hundred percent. I'm going to make Zara uncomfortable and say that she is going to be an upperclassman soon. So if anybody wants a little bit, um, of advice or wants to go under her wing in terms of sports, you know, reach out to her. <laughs> I'm making Zara feel old now. Um, but seriously, Zara, I can't thank you enough for joining me in the studio today. Um, as always, this has been such a great podcast to record. So I'm really grateful. Um, and thank you to everybody who listened to this. We really appreciate the support. And um, as always, if you are interested in hopping on my podcast, if you have a topic that you think really needs to be discussed, please feel free to reach out to me. It's Lindsay Scorey, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y dot Scorey, S-C-O-R-E-Y at Wilkes.edu. I will happily reply and get whoever wants to be on my podcast on here. So thank you again, Zara, for joining me. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. As always, you are listening to 90.7 WCLH, Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, Hazleton. Don't forget to keep it locked. <laughs>